Hey, and welcome to Glitch, please. Totally the first time we've tried that, too. Uh, camera's over there. Hi, camera. How are you? Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Mario Plus Rabbids. we got some news, and uh, thanks to Skillshare for sponsoring it. Uh, I'm joined today by... Adam. And... I'm Peyton. Hello. And there's like, a, uh, there's a hole right here where at some point... Someone will might here. be. Maybe. We don't know. There's like an emergency in progress somewhere, and uh, it turns out Mika's part-time superhero. She's off fixing that. Or a water leak. I don't know. Uh, I'm Ryan, by the way. I'm not used to the camera being over there. Just going to have to keep whipping it around. <laughs> Boy, that's way over there. Is that what Gus has to do all the time? It's like... That's, why do you think I like the middle? I just like to just sit and look right ahead. Just stare directly into, into the nothing, which I'm used to... I, I, well, I guess I just don't talk to the camera very often. Hi, guys. What have you been What's up, up to? What's up, man? I've been playing mostly Mario and Rabbids, I think. No, good. you know what? I also played a whole shitload of Path of Exile still. I was I was on that kick for a good two did you, three weeks. So did you lose your character or did you start a new one? I lost my character at level 77. I played like 50-something hours before I lost him. And you know what? I was totally happy to lose 50 him. 50-something hours. So that's... And you I, got to level 77. That's I was not feeling, a bad I was like... I was at endgame. For my first character, I made it to endgame in hardcore. I was, I was real happy. Uh, and then I just immediately started a new character, and he shoots ice out, and that game is fucking great. So you're Iceman now. I'm Iceman, yeah. That's yeah. the game with the, like, crazy skill tree, right? Okay. That's the game with the crazy skill tree. How, does it play like Diablo? I've only it, seen videos. It, of it, it plays like Diablo two a little bit. It's kind of like a spiritual successor to Diablo two. Okay. But see. it's uh, it's a, just a really well made ARPG and it's free. And if you don't play it or at least try it, you're being silly because it's free. It's free. It's free. It is free. It's free. And o the only I, the only microtransactions are cosmetic. Is it okay? Yeah. One so, thing I didn't ask last time, is it? It's multiplayer, but how can you play it single player? Or? Yeah, I mean it's it's like Diablo. Like mm -hmm. you, you can you play it offline. Uh, no, it's all connecting to servers. Okay, so uh, I can't download it and like play it on the plane. No, okay. unless you get Wi-Fi on the plane. I'm not. But I would also not do that. Yeah. Yeah. Peyton, how about you? What have you been playing? Uh, I've been. I messed with the uh, the Destiny Two beta last night. Oh. Um, oh, that that too. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Um, I. Did not like the first Destiny. Um, oh, but, all right, no, come on, share how you so, feel. What's the problem, dude? Tell us the real thing. I just okay. Let I, it out. This is a space for healing. Though those first quests you go on in that first game, you can call they, them lame. It's okay. They're so boring, and I just didn't feel like wasting my time with them. So I just threw the game out. Harsh, harsh, but true. Yeah. I can't so. blame you for like not wanting to trudge through the bullshit to get to the good parts of that right, game. Right. But that was it was a good game, and I think I think you it was eventually a good game. Even in its beginning state, I put a lot of fucking time into it because I liked it. Like yes, it was broken and bad in some ways, but like I still dumped hours and hours and hours into it, even before any expansions or fixes. Yeah, I just I mean it's it's opening delivery to you was a really non-immersive or interesting story. Yeah, the, the gameplay was story, always great. I mean, it was, was yeah, right. The, the playing it was fun. It shot well. Where did you just shoot? It just like there it, went again. it flew away. <laughs> I want to bring it back to me. Uh, what, what is that? This is green tea. Okay. With citrus. Uh, so did you? We played it on PC. Yeah, I'm actually really shocked how well that ran on my PC. I mean, I don't have like a shitty PC, but it's I got it a few years ago. So a lot of the newer stuff, I'm having to like crank down to medium and like. Mm -hmm. I'm not playing at the full 60, but this was just like, I booted it right up, everything ran smooth as butter. Yep. Um, it does a great job at auto-detecting settings. Yeah, yeah. And also <laughs> running at 60. That game, what a weird compliment. Boy, it sure knows how to tell what, I, you're, I mean, I, what I, kind of potato you're running on. I, I loaded up my laptop, loaded up my desktop, and both ran like butter. Both weren't quite at max. I mean, my laptop obviously is more like medium settings, but mm -hmm. even at medium settings, it looks pretty fucking fantastic, and at 60 frames a second, it looks j better than the console versions. Well, what was in the beta? So, it is... Is it still running, and what was in it? Is it still running? Yes. I think it ends today. Ends today. Uh, today's so, last day. Sorry, Well, it ends it. the 31st. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. It's it's a the first mission of the game. Okay. A strike, which you play with other players, and a multiplayer... Uh, I think... What's the multiplayer mode? There's, there's two. If you do the casual playlist, it's the control point. Mode on on one of the maps, and then the um, the competitive playlist. If you go in there, it's a different map, and it's the like the Counter Strike like mode. I don't know what the name of it is. Gotcha. Where it's you plant the bomb and you only have one life. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I 
it remains to be seen if I'm going to enjoy slogging through those opening quests again in this one, but because the part I was always interested in with Destiny was the strikes and the like, the, the group content. Um, and so I wasn't ready to just slog through all the single player stuff to get to that group stuff in the first one. And so this beta was cool because it just fast forwards you right to all that stuff. So, I mean, I liked it. I liked what I played. Did, but... you, did you enjoy, like, the, I thought the first mission of this game was like, Pretty fucking fantastic. Not only is there like story integrated, but like you see some of the human elements where you actually see people that are like mm -hmm. cowering in fear. You have uh, voice acting. They do a really cool thing, which I hope they do later in the game, where you walk into a certain part of the mission and it brings in other players. Like other players are already instanced with you. Mm -hmm. Like you don't. It's totally seamless. You walk into this area and they're there. And so I'm, I'm hoping that like in the, the the main campaign, like. You'll get to a large battle, and then we'll instance even more people with you, like 16 people around there, and it would just feel like a larger epic battle. I mean, there were some elements of that in one, right? If you ever had to like travel from one place to another, you might go through areas where there were other people. Yeah, yeah, doing but, that, things, but that's in but... the that's in the patrol zone yeah. in, in the open world. I'm talking like in the mission, you're all of a sudden at a part where like the the, the cabal are attacking, mm -hmm. and then there are a couple of the guardians there to help you fight off waves of cabal. And I thought it was like a, a really cool way to implement. Like, uh, like co-op in a sense. Yeah, that was definitely the coolest moment of the opening mission. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, the group stuff is what has always interested me with that game. Um, and the single-player stuff, I mean, it, it was fine. It was cool. Um, but it was also just like, I don't know. It, it was like a shooter mission from like a Halo or something is what it felt like. But then when I walked outside and saw all those other players there, I was like, oh, okay, this yeah. is cool. So I'm hoping if there's more of that, I might be into that a little more. How do you feel about the co-op still being three? Still kind of strange, uh, right? Yeah, I would, I would, I would have liked Destiny Two to add a new class and add a fourth party or fourth member mm -hmm. to the party, um, but I guess it is what it is. Like you got to take what you can get. I mean, yeah. well, you say that, but I mean, e each of the classes has their own subclasses, so yeah, you could they, still they have diversity. They certainly there. do, but yeah. I mean, it seems like there's they're sticking that number three for a reason. Maybe it, maybe three is the the most common amount of, of people you can get together to play with. You know, uh, I, I always feel like I have a fourth or a fifth, but yeah, I mean, did I don't know where they would come up with that number because I don't I know mean, Halo. <laughs> to be fair, there's no reason that four sounds better. It's just it's sort of an arbitrary number, but you'd yeah. think that. Yeah, I, I, I like often. Even. Oh look, it's Mika. Hi. My sink exploded at six a.m. This it was a water emergency. I was. Awesome. <laughs> right, you want to scoot scared. down? Yeah. Oh wait, am I gonna scoot over this way or is she gonna insert here? Your call. I, I'm I'm entrenched now. I guess that makes sense. I'm, just, I'm laptopped up. I'm just not going anywhere. Um, so, yeah. You played Destiny. What would you play? Uh, honestly, I've been playing War of the Chosen. Okay. That uh, that was like the other XCOM game that came out. The other XCOM game? Yeah, well, Mar okay. Mario Rabbids. to Mario <laughs> plus Rabbids, yeah. Uh, man, and boy, did they go the different direction from Mario plus Rabbids. From what a little I'm less, a little, little more serious? Uh, well, aside from the seriousness, just the... Okay, so XCOM 2 was already a pretty deep system to it. Yes. There was a lot going on. And now it's twice that. It's uh, basically if you have you ever heard of the uh the mod for XCOM called Long War, I believe. Yeah. Um so that added a lot of additional levels to the game and I feel like they maybe took some inspiration from that in what they did here. Um now you've got characters bonding with other characters and that means they can share their action points. Come on, oh, come on in. Here, I'll just I'll move this chair down. <laughs> Nice work. Perfect. Thank you. Ingenuity. You're, by the way, you're a superhero now. Um, all right, War of the Chosen. Uh, so now you've got, uh, you know, your characters will get tired. Like, you can't just run the same team. That was kind of the, one of the things I used to do in, in XCOM previously was I would just run the same team and they would level up. And you'd end up at the end with like, okay, that's my guys. Yeah, there's your like level 40 dude who kills yeah. everyone in one hit. I have no reason to take anybody else, right. so I'd end up with like six guys that were awesome and a bunch of rookies who had just never gone into the field. Yes. Because um, it's a pain in the ass. The Pokemon like, problem. If you it know. The is. Pokemon is that what problem. it is? Well, that, until they got that, what is the item that lets you level up all your Pokemon while they're in your bag? Right. Uh, uh, EXP share. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah, that's just a cheat. It is you such get a that cheat, like the dude. second town now, yeah. and it's just like fuck it. You don't need to put any other Pokemon no. out ever. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I love stupid. it. Yeah. Go on. All right. War of the Chosen. <laughs> Tell me about the fucking game. I mean, that's the, uh, the, the, the I haven't actually even so, encountered. So you, you well, said, okay. You said now now you can't just use one party. One party. What happens? They get tired and they start developing traits. Uh, so this is like very like Darkest hangry? Dungeon, yeah. by the way. Actually, yeah. So I, I was using, uh, I started my own squad and I was using like Achievement Hunter people. 
uh, as my team. Uh, Jack and Jeff died immediately. Um, I deployed myself and Michael while we were tired, and then we picked up a negative trait. Mine being that I'm overly aggressive, which means that if you put me in Overwatch, I may just shoot somebody. Oh. Just, just run at something. Uh, like and I think teammates. I'm not entirely sure. I haven't tried it yet. Okay. It uh, it just it's like you might do something. I don't know. That's great because uh, this, this is that when I started playing Darkest Dungeon, mm -hmm. there were features in that game where I was like, this makes the game harder, but also more interesting. And mm -hmm. it's like things like your if you do if you let your characters go insane, they have a heart attack and things like that. And it sounds like XCOM is sort of taking a lot of that in, into it as well. They have, yeah. If you deploy them when they're tired, they get shaken, and then they have to recover from being shaken. They have to recover their Aww. and the, the tired, uh, like I got, I was maybe like halfway tired on one night characters and it was like 11 12 days before he was going to be good again so they need yeah. fucking vacations they need yeah. some mani pedis <laughs> i'm gonna have to build like a spa on my ship to send get them, them back to waikiki the make them basically feel okay except the aliens control that now. oh well that's uh okay. the other fun part about it is there's like so many uh, i'm sorry you you won't understand this but there's so many star trek tng Voice actors. Who? I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, what is he? What is he? Where is he say? going? Uh, Star Trek. Who? The first, uh, the sniper lady that you encounter is uh, Marina Star Burton. Ah! Yeah. Wow. Uh, I know that one. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the and her boss is uh, Jonathan Franks. I didn't know Aunt Marina and Uncle Jonathan were in video games. Uh, Michael Dorn is another one of the. Uncle Michael's in it too. I. Someone was telling me that uh, Patrick Stewart is the radio guy, but I'm not sure. Uh, and I think there might be more that I haven't. My whole family's Patrick, in Patrick it. Patrick Stewart's bothering with video games, man. I, mean, I think he does. He was oh, Patrick likes video games. Yeah, all right. I think he's he just also like I mean, whatever. He's Family Guy and American Dad too. He That's likes true. voice acting. He's just having fun being Patrick. These yeah. Days. yeah. And he's he likes dogs. And he adopts and fosters dogs no. now. <laughs> yeah. So Ryan, have you gotten to the point where you can also use bonds with XCOM? Yeah, I've I've done one bond, and I haven't. Used it in the field yet, uh, but it's uh, basically you can share action points. So if I bond with a character, mm -hmm. which by the way, me and Jeremy locked it down. Battle Buddies bond, it's real. Uh, Michael hates Gavin though. I don't know yeah. why. That one just fell that seems apart. realistic. Yeah, true. Uh, but uh, so if I have, you know, you have two actions for each character typically. If you have two people there that are bonded though, I can throw one of the action points to the other character. Uh, and I think there may be more that those that can do that I haven't just got. Can you can you team yet. jump off of uh, an XCOM friend? I, I I assume that that's like level <laughs> two of a bond. We have to like go bro it out first, and, and then we're there. See, they have that right off the bat, in Mario. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, supposedly it's supposed to help you like develop your soldiers better, like they'll gain more experience and whatnot. But if uh -huh. one of them dies with a bond, it creates an emotional scar on the other guy. So, oh, good luck. Don't worry, I'll scar everybody. Like a really good dramatic rom-com. The other person dies and they have to go like avenge their death and they fall in love with another soldier or something. I think it could be pretty good. Well, what if he's not ready to love again? Between Ryan and Jeremy. See, and that's where it's the, the, the drama comes in. It's a rom-dromcom. Who's, who's Jeremy going to bond with when I die? Ooh, that's a good question. We'll just have to Damn. tune in and find out, won't oh. we? Oh. So, you mentioned... A sniper lady earlier. Uh, so are One there the like reaper faction? Yeah. Are there full on like characters now, or is these just like your commanders that you talk to? They're or? still customizable. Uh, so there are three major factions, which I, I'm not. I'm not sure what I've done to the story by customizing that character. Maybe when because like I said, it's uh, Marina Sirtis. Am I saying her name right? Yes. Okay. Um, but. Because I was just playing around and, and wanted another character, I changed the character that she enters as, which is the is a Reaper character, to uh, a male and Jeremy. So it's no longer the character that was originally there and was in kind of like cutscene things. Like she was interacting with people. So I think maybe for the cutscene stuff, it'll be those faces, characters, and then you just get to keep those characters and mm -hmm. do things with them. Or at least I, I, so far, that's the only one I have. Okay. Uh, there are three factions. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything. I've only encountered two so far, and I've only been able to actually use one character or keep one character. Hmm. Um, but it's just because there's story happening. You have to kind of develop your relationship with all these factions and bring them together. That's another subplot. Plus, uh, if you played XCOM 2 uh, with the Alien Hunters DLC, that added you know all these extra alien monsters that would show up occasionally and attack. 
This has added another layer on top of that where there's elite assassins that are out looking for each of the individual factions. And each of the factions has their own kind of nemesis uh, assassin. And so the other factions are more uh, advantageous to use against that particular assassin. Interesting. And they'll show up depending on when, what you're rating. XCOM sounds complicated. So It's th- gotten thumb, much more complicated. Thumbs up? Uh, thumbs up so far. Cool. I, I'm not too deep into about three hours, which for XCOM is like... It's a commission. It's yeah. The, yeah, basically. <laughs> it's definitely more story-driven, though, so it's interesting. Is it? Is it? I know with uh, XCOM 1's expansion, it was just tacked onto the main story. Is that how this is, or is it like its own? This is, if you played XCOM 2, um, this is nothing like it, really, in a lot of ways. <clears throat> I mean, you get the same general idea of what's going on, but and the gameplay is, is slightly modified, but um, still pretty much the same in, in terms of combat, but the progression of the world map seems very different. Is it a, it's a separate campaign, though? Like, you launch it separately? You can launch it separately, yes. Okay. Uh, there's the... On the launcher now, there's a War of the Chosen or regular. Do you okay? Then do you start with a new party? Or can you bring your party over from your original? I don't server? believe you can bring anything over. Okay, it's cool. a it's a start from scratch. Kind okay, of thing. okay, that's it's what not like a DLC like the other ones were, where you might could just yeah. turn it on. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Get uh, on XCOM. Hmm? How do we get on XCOM? I missed the. Well, we're just what at we the playing? beginning. We're oh. like, you pl- so Mika, what are you playing? Nothing. I've been traveling too much. All right. Oh uh, no! Wait, Fate, Fate at Stala on the Switch. The, the hell is that? Sorry, what? Fate. The, like, Extella? Well, we know what the Switch is. We okay. just need to know what the game is. <laughs> yeah, we know it's on the Switch. Okay, so, uh, Fate. It's this shape. It's just, you, know? it's this, you uh, and you play a game. On. Wow. It's, you, it's this little window into a yeah. game world. Uh, so since I've been, I've been traveling, I've been, like, out of town every week, and um, I've only been able to play on my Switch, and there's uh, this series called Fate. There's, like, Fate Go, Fate Extella, there's a manga, there's an anime, there's video games, and there's... One of the video games is on the Switch. It was ported from the PlayStation, I believe. And it's kind of like a insert something warriors, like Hyrule Warriors, mm-hmm. Fire Emblem Insert something warriors. weeb. Look at this. It's very weeby. <laughs> it's it's super weeby. All my waifus and husbandos are in it. Um, one of the characters is absolutely in love with you, and it's great. Uh, but it's it's uh, continues. There's also now a mobile game. Uh, there's a Fate Go mobile game, and yeah, there it is, and it's uh, it's really fun, and there's what a good story. What kind of story. game is it? It's a beat 'em up, like a like a Warriors game. So it's like a hack oh, okay, and slash. it actually is okay. Yeah, like Dynasty so, Wars, hmm? right? Like Dynasty, Dynasty Wars? Wars, like Dynasty Wars, yeah. exactly. I thought um, it was like a JRPG. I wish <laughs> so, it was. So no. thrown off. Um, but it's uh, so you kind of build your army, and there's like three different story branches that kind of take place during the same story. You follow three different characters, and um, all these characters have different stories and different. Backstories depending on which arc you're reading, but it's been fun. It's been a fun like cool little mindless game. beat 'em up on like multiple flights. So cool. that's all I've been up to. I can't wait to get back into and finish Persona Five. Destiny Two comes oh, out next Destiny week. Oh, Destiny Two! Like I can't. Will not see me next week. Bye bye. I'm gonna be absolutely <laughs> gone. Like I've been waiting for this game to come out since they announced it, and playing it at E3 was amazing. Mm-hmm. Playing it on PC was amazing. Playing yeah, it's, on Xbox it's nice playing amazing. that game on PC. I it's have to say. so like, nice. I'm kind of disappointed that we have to wait another month and a half, but I'm just gonna play on PS4 and then PC. I'm gonna play on Xbox and probably gonna play because like the first time I played it was at E3 on their PS or on their PC rig, mm-hmm. and I'd never played a shooter on PC before because I'm a console player. Like, I don't have a good PC setup at all. Get one. Um, I, let me just pull thousands of dollars out of my back pocket. It's Get one. time. I know, it's time. You could, we, you could, we could, you could slap something together for under a thousand. Okay, well, let me just pull under a thousand dollars out of my pocket. Don't. Um, don't don't tell people that. Oh my god! Don't tell her. Don't tell her that doesn't include a monitor. Right. God damn! See, this is why. This is why I, ha- I don't have one yet. But playing it on PC at E3 was an amazing experience, and uh, it was so much fun. So I think that if I was to mm-hmm. invest in a PC, it would probably be just to play Destiny 2 because it's beautiful and it feels nice. And I freaking love that game. I love yep. Destiny so much. Oh god, I'm so excited. And then so. you you slowly discover that it's such just a beautiful world. Over there of PC gaming, where everything's prettier and loads faster. <laughs> Ryan, I know you've been telling me to get a PC since E3. There's 30 whole Probably more frames yeah. on the PC version. I it's know. True. Or more. Listen, I have a really shitty, like, l- gaming laptop, and the only thing that runs well on it is Stardew Valley. 
I mean, so I don't know how you uh, how it could consider itself a gaming laptop if that's its it, pinnacle of achievement. That's the thing. It's like it's a piece of shit. Like I got mm. it as a it was like a Christmas present. Like you're a gamer. Here's that's, a gaming that's laptop. How, uh, and I was that's like, how gaming laptops go, man. That's yeah. true. You yeah. said so. you ran it on your laptop and it ran fine. Yeah, but like in a year or two, that laptop was going to be a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, mine is four years old. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't. Oh, run. that's basically like a stone axe. At yeah. This point. Yeah. So it doesn't it doesn't really run anything. So um, I would like to look into getting. I will consult the PC experts in the office and hopefully put together something that won't break my bank, but... A wide decision. Yes. Uh, we've talked about having a segment, actually, where we're just going to build a PC. Yeah, we have... Can we build Mika's? Weird conversations. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> what's, what's next? What's next is uh, the news. Wow, okay. All right, news. <clears throat> she usually just reads these, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's like I don't pay attention. I don't... <laughs> All right, uh, first off, Half-Life 3 story and beta test levels leaked. As we approach the 10th year anniversary of Half-Life 2 Episode 2, a suspicious array of leaks were released this week. First was writer Mark Laidlaw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Outlining the story beats of Half-Life 3. Then a collection of playable test levels were released called Half-Life 2 Aftermath. Which I didn't know until I read that, and now I need to go you didn't know that? that. Yeah, no. It's, it's very much just like a tech demo. Yeah, it's... So. Well, basic. apparently it supposedly shows what the early design of gameplay systems uh, would have been like in Half-Life 3, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, all right. Is well, it this is a... So what, do you, what do you think? Well, no, I mean, this is like sort of like the nail in the coffin for Half-Life 3. It was already like no one thought it was going to come out, but this is sort of like a... It's very, it's not, I wouldn't call it bittersweet at all. I would call it just bitter. Like, yeah. you <laughs> get to, you get to like, there's this outline of... He, I think he eventually came out and was like, oh, it's a fan fiction. This is not really the, the story mm -hmm. beats, but, like, it really, like, it likely is just the story for the game. And but now it's never forget, happening. Someone uh, Ooh, is uh, putting together a Half-Life 3 game jam. And it's like, that, I, I mean, it's not real. I don't want that. It's not real, I, I but want, people are trying to keep it I the people who made Half-Life 2 to, to make, make Half-Life Half 3. 3. Yeah, well, you at know, least and, someone's trying to give fans closure. I don't, you know, at this point, I feel like maybe the community... Uh, that's one of those things where that, that's what they're afraid of, right? Is the community came up with better stuff yeah. than they felt like they could. So maybe the community is just going. That's that's what they were. They yeah. they said, in, like someone said in an interview, that they at this point cannot live up to the hype mm -hmm. that Half Life Three. Like Half Life Three is its own meme. So just so, call like, it something just, else and there, make it there was a, they, they, It's in the fans' hands. There now. was a compilation of Gabe Newell talking about Half Life Three, and like at first he was very candid of like, yeah, when Half Life uh, Episode Three comes out, and <laughs> and uh, man, it got like really depressing yeah. halfway Aww. through where he's just like very angry like I'm not talking about Half-Life 3. Like, no. like it, it like clearly like at some point the, the scales tipped where like they just weren't going to be able to put it out and he got he like did not want to talk about it. Aww. What's the last time you played Half-Life 2? God it's been uh, years. I play that game every couple of years. It holds up so well dude. I, I mean, uh, I'm, it's such uh, yeah. a good game. Is it like your every twice annual Half-Life yeah. 2? It's Dude it's a fucking great game. Seriously. Like it, it still is like Story is still good. The you know graphically, it's still honestly totally fine, and like it still feels really good to shoot things. Hmm. So, yeah, I was messing around with those leaked test levels, mm -hmm. and I mean they're all done with Half-Life Two assets. There's nothing really new there. There's like a couple new enemies, and that's about it. Um, but all it really made me want to do was just like, man, I should go play. I should play Half-Life Two again. I know, yeah. But um, there were some interesting ideas in those test levels. Um, a lot of the levels in that in that leaked thing were just like short experiments, um, but some of them were really interesting. Some of them were like, oh, every time you go into a room, a different set of enemies spawns. So like, I assume it's if you are in a big open area and you like keep coming back to it to a certain place, like different enemy placements will be there. It won't just be the same enemies hmm. every time. Or maybe when you reload a save, different enemies will be there. Um, sort of like Halo style, where they act differently every time you load. Right. Um, but the most interesting thing I thought was there was a big level where they were testing this like resource gathering mechanic, where it was a big open area, and different sections of it were gated off. And you would have to kill enemies, and they would drop like resources. There was like, uh, like um, mechanical resources, energy, and like biomechanical resources, I think was the third one. And so depending on which types of enemies you killed, they would drop the different resource types. And you'd have to use these resources to, one, open these gates. And then once you got past the initial gate, there was like this control panel that opened up. And you could spend your resources there 
and get like straight up just like RPG like upgrades for Gordon Freeman. No, oh, so they were like um, trying to implement some sort of progression. Progression, yeah, okay. which I thought was a really interesting idea. That's cool. Half Life. Is there a Half Life mod where Gordon Freeman is Morgan Freeman? <laughs> I'm not sure there is. Well, it's funny because I, I looked this up and it directed me over to ModDB, which I have not been to ModDB in years. Uh, but apparently that's where you can download it. It lists here what's in it, which is at least one of the mod contains 11 levels created by Valve between 2012 and 2013 intended for Half-Life 3. Uh, but they were gameplay experiments, not storyline-based uh, levels. Yeah, levels uh, is a, is a level, strong yeah. word. Yeah. <laughs> Map, maybe, would be a better description. Right. Uh, four demonstration levels created by uh, Lever Softworks to show various functions and NPCs. Uh, there's, a, there's a weapon, a combined laser gun that shoots through walls. Uh, there was some kind of, I guess, a, a command which toggles the developer console spam created by, oh, so there's, I guess that weapon can blow up a bunch of DM stuff. Hmm. Um, uh, and a couple new enemies, an armored combine soldier and a city scanner with a laser gun. Mm. Yeah, the so modders behind it are, are still working on it pretty heavily. There's more coming soon. Um, I guess the whole reason they actually pushed it out so soon is because of Mark Laidlaw's Episode 3 post. Uh, and the modders have been working with Valve or News Network to... There's like a YouTube video, I guess, they've released that you're supposed to play in conjunction with the mod now. So you can watch through that, and I guess it talks about like speculation for Half-Life 3. Uh, it seems like a lot of it they're trying to push out because of Mark Laidlaw's Episode 3 post. <laughs> Did well, you guys read the Episode 3 post? I started it. I haven't read the whole thing yet. I didn't read the whole thing. Do you? I did. It sounded really cool. Because you know the whole thing with, was about the boat mm -hmm. that went missing, the Borealis. And Love that character. Yeah. They were talking about how like when you eventually get to the boat, um, a lot of... It, the boat was like stuck in like a time loop mm -hmm. thing. It was kind of like... Uh, what the fuck is it? Sin... Uh, go on. It's yeah. the first person yeah. I can't but think it, of. It was, it was, Singularity. Yeah. It sounded like there would be stuff like that when you were on the ship where you would be going through rooms and you'd be like jumping through time as you jumped through rooms. Oh, that's cool. And like rooms would be split through time. Mm -hmm. um, and so that sounded like there could have been a lot of cool like gameplay opportunities there. They sort of did, I mean, uh, games have sort of done that. Yeah, like, that's true. Like Titanfall 2 had like bouncing between time. It did, yeah. Which was right. fucking amazing. Oh, Titanfall 2. Yeah, what a good game. It's a great game. Again, if you haven't played it, I'm sure it's on sale. Go pick it up. I feel like it got swept under the rug so fast. Can't get Half-Life 3, but get, get Titanfall 2. You got what? Titanfall 2 got swept under the rug it so did. quickly. It got battlefielded. It did. Ooh, ouch. Which, I mean, to, to go under another game, yeah. yeah. I mean, Battlefield 1 wasn't bad, but it was not Titanfall. No. Titanfall was a really good game, single player and multiplayer. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, uh, let's talk about uh, Miiverse closing down then. Nintendo announced that they're shutting down Miiverse on Wednesday. Are you going to be okay? Oh, wait. Ah, I'm so sad about it. I just it. assumed that you cared because no. it's a Nintendo thing. No. Well, Wednesday, November 8th, it's gone forever. Well, well I'll Mika's, wear all black. Your, your inner demons. I know you're hiding them well. Just crushing. Miiverse was all right. There was some really dumb shit you could find on there that was always fun to laugh at. I think yeah. the only good thing about that I remember about the Miiverse is when, like, the Grumps would do a Let's Play and they would be playing a Mario game, like, Four episodes later, people would start posting dedicated Miiverse posts to them, and it would show up <laughs> on the show. That's the only thing that I can think of that, like, yeah, the I mean, Miiverse it was, was useful it, for. I like the concept of it, but, like, it's not in use on the Switch, so yeah. what the, right, what the hell is it? And Splatoon is going to stay. So. I mean, it's, 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 it's a, a, Look here. So it's, it's a social it's, network. It's like a plaza. Okay. And you can wander around and see people's notes, basically. Why would I want to do that? And then uh, because it's like a, it's a community thing. Like it's a way to like interact. You can just see people's drawings of dicks and things like that, and yeah. then report them. Apparently, you could also post YouTube highlights in Mario Kart 8 uh, and things like that. that. Yeah, it's uh, the games that are affect affected by this will be Mario Kart 8, Splatoon, Super Mario 3D World. Mario Maker and Super Smash Bros. But Apparently not they Splatoon had, 2. I guess, no, I Splatoon. guess that some games also had integrated Miiverse support where uh -huh. it would drop Dark Souls-style notes uh, as they just showed in the video that was like, how do I beat this level? And that does suck that it's going to go away Mario Maker because that was really helpful for a lot of people. Sure. Of uh, You could turn, you can toggle the notes on and off, and if you got stuck somewhere, if you toggle them on, usually it would be, like like you said, Dark, Dark Souls-style, like, this is how you do that. How was the reliability on that? Because in Dark Souls, there'd be a lot of people that'd be like, that's that's what makes it fun. Yeah. <laughs> in Dark Souls, it'd be like, take leap of faith. And you're so like, all right. Okay. No. Exactly. No, usually uh, people aren't dicks in okay. the universe. Uh, usually. That's usually. not a rule of thumb there. But 
I don't know. It was, it was, no one's doing the Alt F4 or anything. No, no one's. <laughs> that's so mean. No one's doing anything like that. But uh, it's it's a decent. Mm -hmm. it, you could leave notes and do art, but Splatoon 2 is really the only relevant place that happens, and it's not shutting down now. Uh, so what are, what are you doing? doing? <laughs> 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 the coasters he's, are suctioning, he's and deploying he's deploying the power of suctioning them to the bottom of the table. It's like awesome, dude. making use of the power of vacuum. <laughs> so cool. All right. Well, it seems like uh, consensus is no one gives a. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got distracted <laughs> by suctioning my. No, I understand. Couple. I mean, I give kind of a shit. Like the the only thing I'm worried about is with Mario Maker. This isn't taking away the ability to share Mario Maker levels, is it? No. Okay. That's it's just taking away the ability about. to leave a note yeah, okay. that says, jump here if you're stuck. Yeah, that sucks, but that's not like game-breaking, like not allowing the distribution of levels anymore would be. Then there wouldn't be a point to Mario Right, Maker. exactly, that's why. Do you think if they not pulled it out of Switch, they would still be shutting it down? It, no, because yeah, people no. will be using it. Yeah. But they, they clearly care. intended to from from the yeah. like the inception of Switch because they didn't bring it over Switch. It's true. Like Mika mm -hmm. said, it's kind of moved on to Splatoon 2. People are making like photorealistic images that are being thrown up on like Splatoon 2's like the main dicks hub. are now photorealistic. It, is what you're it's saying. crazy. I just sent an image veiny. to uh, the control room if they can throw that up of like stuff that they can do with it. Is Circumcised, it the, the blinking gift because someone did the photorealistic version of that, and I was like, people are recreating gifts. They're recreating like all sorts of stuff that it's so it's kind of continued on into Splatoon two. Yeah, Splatoon two. Yeah. If you want, if you want some fun drawings of Squidward, Splatoon two. With Woomy <laughs> next to it. Yeah. <laughs> God, Splatoon two. Like the lobby has just turned into what's the most recent meme you're gonna see it. Plastered on everything. It's, it's so it. great. You, can you share them, or you have to build them yourself? Uh, you have to build. So you go into this little uh, kind of like notepad, and you have to draw it yourself. And people spend hours, like photorealistic, pixel by pixel, like cre recreating sad Keanu, like, like tapping on the screen. There's pixel no stylus either. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say they're doing <laughs> no, this with fingers. People either you can do also it with do it. You can also you... do it with your thumbstick. Yeah. yeah. So people are spending hours and hours and hours creating these incredible pixel arts. Yeah. Or or drawings like artists will get stylists or use their fingers or mm -hmm. um, and put up these drawings for the Splatoon 2 lobby and you just walk around and you see everybody's art or you see people posting like splat me daddy that happens often oh Splatoon all right what a wonderful place let's move on from splat me daddy <laughs> so uh, we got uh, three don't give a fucks and one like Havzy and that's uh, who's that's, the Havzy that's uh, oh yeah he versus alright except that it doesn't matter. As much because Mario Maker is still fine. Yeah. Right. So maybe upgraded to like Quarters three don't gives a fuck and like a quarter give a fuck. Yeah. All right. Bye, Meverse. Apparently, no one will miss you. <laughs> uh, Fallout 4 Creation Club mods have free counterparts. After a few failed attempts at bringing paid mods to their games, Bethesda has finally made it a reality with Fallout 4 Creation Club. The way it works is you pay for creation credits and then use credits to buy the mods, so they did actually make it a microtransaction. I fucking hate the credits. Uh, the minimum purchase you can make is $7.99 for 750 credits. Uh, gamers have been quick to point out that similar free mods, uh, that there are similar free mods and criticize the use of an opaque currency. Want to know the best part about that? The what? minimum 750 credits uh, is more than most of the purchases. Most things are around four to 500. So you have to Weird. buy more than you're actually going to pay for. And then if you want to buy a second one, you're going to have to buy another 799 because you don't have enough. That cycle to going. Just keep the cycle this is going. Some, like, which is such bullshit. Era, like Microsoft points bullshit right yeah. here. Mm -hmm. oh. so, a real pain in the ass. I mean, don't support it. You know, if, if, yeah. you, if you really don't like it, vote with your wallet. Don't fucking buy weird mods off this stupid platform. Yeah, and they're saying there's like this mega awesome Fallout 4 power armor that's free and better than the paid version. And people were like, who, who, who the fuck, why just <clears throat> paid mods are stupid? Just, well, I mean, to be fair, uh, uh, I don't think this is a good idea, but... Uh, I think I think there is a place for creators of mods to get money for what oh, they're right. Oh, 100%. And, and it's, this isn't the best implementation at all. No. But I think, yeah. I think that, I think that People have the right to say, "Hey, I worked for many hours on this product. Mm -hmm. Give me money for it." Absolutely. And but you're gonna, well. if you're gonna stay in competition with free, uh, totally. That's that's well, that in some ways that marketplace can't exist in a world where both are available because mm -hmm. someone will look at one that's not free and go, "Well, I can make that," yeah. and they'll make free competition. 
Right. Unless you are like a very talented person and you want to like just just make your mods go to free, then you have a talent that people have to pay for, and that's fine. But yeah. this just isn't the best. Like paying for points and shit like that and obscuring it that way is terrible. Yeah. yeah but everyone does it. It's like no, they don't. That's okay. I mean, I a lot a lot of people. Steam do. doesn't, uh, and I guess Microsoft doesn't anymore. No. And like even Nintendo, you like you can buy like fifty bucks at once, but you can pay just the right amount. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you make a good point. Mods and art, art they're artists. They should be paid yeah. for their work. They work very, very hard. They make incredible things that make your game more beautiful, more fun. But I think I don't just like the video game movie curse, we haven't had a good video game movie. We haven't found a proper way to integrate mods and money. And I feel like we should find that way because I feel bad for all these modders who are working so hard and get nothing other than people saying, hey, good mod, dude. Well, but that's not really the point. I mean, this, those people are making them usually. You don't make a mod because you think that's I'm going to get rich on the mod. You, you make, make the mod to make it better. You like, make it for love. It's true. And, if, and maybe... You make it for a resume, dude. That's true. Or a or resume. For a resume. Hopefully, hopefully, there will be gaming companies that see these people's work and will hire them to do what they love and they can still make mods for people who love it. I just, I want all artists to get what they earn and deserve. Because a lot of the modding community, like what they're worried about is there's nothing really in place on the Nexus, I think is what the hub's called for mm -hmm. this, for a creator or a modder to create something, throw it up like on the Nexus and Bethesda see that and say, hmm, I bet we could do that better and do it and then they push that out with a price. Because, there's no protection. Yeah, because right. technically it's all under their own copyright, so they have no legal ground to say, hey, that was mine. They're like, actually it's ours. Yeah, also so. with the pricing, it does seem, like the pricing has that extra currency attached at the end, just so there's like smaller things you can pick up. Um, like for instance, the first thing of course that launched with it was horsepower armor for 250 credits. It's which the is about fucking best, dude. Three bucks. Uh, and then there's smaller like Pip-Boy paint jobs for 50 credits uh, that you can kind of just like spend that extra cash on, but it does seem super needless. It's just like, you, we they need to be not selling this like cosmetic, like bullshit that you can just get for free. Like, if they want people to buy these mods, they need to make them higher quality. They need to make them, like, full-on story missions or, like, stuff like that. Because people make those, but... And so they need to be tapping those creators and say, hey, like, um, keep your current story mod for free, but we'll give you a little bit of funding to make uh, uh, a new one, a better one, that people will pay for, and then you'll get a cut of that pay. Which I think is... The ideal way to go about They're it. just going for that like low hanging fruit of, oh, people love cosmetics. Let's give them a, a way to make some cosmetics. <laughs> right. You want a light pink tip boy? Do you like, we got you. Do you like you. cosmetics in single player games? I don't give a fuck. Do you like cosmetics ever? No, I don't. I'm, I'm like. It matters not one bit. I'm okay with cosmetics in multiplayer games. Like, I'll. I'll I'm I'll fine pay, with them I'll, existing. I'll I just don't care. In Path of Exile, I might pay for them in Destiny. I didn't play for them the first time. I paid for them in Overwatch. Maybe this time. I, I, you know, I buy loot boxes in Overwatch. Yeah. That's fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just, it, I forgot to buy my last round of loot boxes before the new event was over. No! Too bad. Aww. Wait another year. It's Aww. over. It's forever gone. I'm yeah. sad. I don't know. Yeah, cosmetics just don't matter to me. It's not something I'm playing the game for. Because uh, a lot of them are, if you're, especially if it's a first-person game, it's like, I don't even see it. It's right. true. Why do I care what you your experience that's, is? That's like, I'm not dressing up for you. I'm like, here for me. That's the reason they put you in third-person in the tower in Destiny. Uh -huh. <laughs> like, you got to see how you look. It tends to work really well for a lot of those multiplayer-based games, like Path of Exile, League of Legends. Mm -hmm. That's what their whole market's based on. Path of Exile, uh, admittedly. It's all cosmetic uh, microtransactions, but they're fucking expensive. I was mm -hmm. looking up some a, of A set of armor is like... They also use points, which is mm -hmm. a bad system. Uh, but a set of armor is around forty dollars. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's very expensive. It's how they, it's how they like. It is a completely free game. You don't need this stuff to enjoy the game. But if you want to support them, you buy a set of armor. You buy a supporter pack. Supporter packs go anywhere from like thirty to sixty dollars to like five hundred dollars. But it's like it's your call. Like if you get hundreds and hundreds of hours of enjoyment out of the game. Buy the expensive supporter pack. It's like, everything from weapon effects, armor effects, footprint effects, alternate skill effects, hideout decorations, character effects, pets, mm -hmm. and other classic effects. But I, I've already it, I've already invested in it. Like it's great, but nothing that actually affects gameplay. No, the the one thing I will say is that like you're given five stash tabs, which is already like a hundred times the amount of inventory you have in your character. But if you want to add to that, you can pay for more stash tabs. It's just like, hey, how much do you want to? Do you want to manage your inventory? And even, I haven't paid for any more. Uh, even having five is plenty. Uh, I will say that 
uh, Adam bought me a tab for like currency to organize my currency, and that's been nice. But it was like six bucks. So that's the only that's the only one that isn't just cosmetic. Yeah, it's it's a, you, you're adding something like to, might legitimately be something that you would in right, but but you don't but, need it because yeah. it is like it is a game where you, you have plenty of inventory space. You can manage it yourself. That sort of stuff. It's just a matter. It's just a matter of how you want to do it. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you, dude, if you enjoy a game and you want to pay for microtransactions, yeah. And if you enjoy modding and you want to make mods, make mods. Make just mods. don't expect to make money off of it. Yeah. True. But if you need some help making your first mod, yeah. Yeah. What if I do? What if you did? Yeah. We might have someone that can help you. Who's that? Thank you, Skillshare, for supporting this podcast. Skillshare is an online learning community for creators with more than 17,000 classes in things like design, Photoshop. They even have, like, cooking classes. Uh, premium membership gives you an unlimited access so you can keep learning, find inspiration, and take on new projects whenever you want. First 500 people to use this promo link get their first two months free. That's as low as $10 a month after that if you want to keep learning and if you like it. If not, there's really no lock-in. You can just cancel anytime, no risk. Uh, learn from anywhere, too. You can download uh, the courses on your phone, uh, iPad, Android, doesn't matter. You can watch them offline, take them with you, watch them on a plane, whatever you want to do it. Uh, <clears throat> so, yeah, again, the first 500 people to sign up receive two months free. Go to uh, skl.sh slash glitch, please, to start your free trial now. Thank you so much for supporting this podcast. All right. Now we're going to talk about Mario Plus Rabbit. Yay! Yes, a game that requires no skill. Just kidding, I love this game. Okay, I was about to say. I was like, I thought you liked this game. Love it. It's so love good. It. It's so good. Okay, uh, so you're very passionate so about it. Have, I mean, you, have, you, have you played it? Damn I good. spent my time with uh, the, the other Chosen instead. Okay, so the one well, with no I'm team going game. to. I got it. I'm gonna. I, I got it. I'm gonna play another play. It's so good. I haven't had God. time. Listen, Not I will. Mario I will be honest. Like the first hour and a half is like heavy tutorial. Like yes. you're gonna. It's gonna take a while for you to get into the action. Well, I got. I got. I'm flying to packs. I got time. All right. What a fantastic game that came out of the blue. Like I, hearing the title of this game before they announced it or before they showed it at E3, I was like, oh wow, this looks really, really stupid. Because mm -hmm. uh, it's a. a Nothing against the rabbits, but it's a crossover game with Mario and another game series of of much less uh, pedigree. Also, remember sure. when okay. the first image of that leaked and everybody saw Rabbit Peach and everyone was like, "This is fake. No one would make anything this stupid. <laughs> yeah. This is fake." Um, I will say the humor in the game is like pretty stupid and pretty fun. Yeah, like stupid the, fun the, is okay. There's a lot of like so as we you built a whole company on that. So correct. if you don't know, the game is a, is a tactical turn-based. I guess you'd call it like a shooter-ish kind of game. It's like it's like an XCOM. Game. It's XCOM right. for Mario. Um, the overworld that you you walk around in is sort of like Super Mario World esque, where you're just kind of following paths. There are little secrets to find along the way, um, but also as you walk along, there are little like just press A to like investigate, and like you just see like. Uh, a giant rubber duck in a toilet with like a spiked necklace, and they're like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> it's like shit like that. And it's, they have like tableaus of rabbits running around. Yeah. And, like, Beepo, your little robot guy, will like comment on it. Like it's little race. And yeah. It's just, like, little little fun things. They have all sorts of like world. references and mm -hmm. stupid humor. Like I don't There's know, a man. part where a Goomba is using a geyser to clean his ass. Those are pretty. Good yeah, they're like at least <laughs> they're like at least he has a pretty clean backside. What uh, which what interesting vignettes in yeah. this world? Okay. Yeah. This is the advantage of me not having played those. I and can ask directed questions and Direct. find out what the hell this is. All right, so it starts off where the two worlds are collided, right? So like peanut butter and chocolate kind of thing. You would think that it would be like, okay, a wormhole opens up the end. You really don't need any mm -hmm. exposition. There's like actually a pretty detailed cutscene. It's like a ten minute. It's a great. It's a, it's, a good, it's a good intro cutscene. It's scene. a good intro cutscene. The There's actually like depth to this yeah. story as mm -hmm. to why these two worlds crossed over, which. Okay. Took me by surprise. I was not expecting the that. The justification at all. is essentially a fa faceless, I would say, uh, engineer tinkerer. No, you see her on the cover of a magazine. Okay, there you go. You, okay. But it's like an artist is an artistic representation of her. Yes. So uh, she's tinkering in her basement and she's working on something and you don't really know what it is. Then the rabbits show up because they have a like time or like a world warping laundry machine. Mm -hmm. uh, everything goes haywire. It, the the goggles that she's working on end up on a rabbit, and these goggles merge things together. Like so, there's a, a lamp and a rabbit, and it becomes a rabbit lamp. Things like that. And so now you get teleported to this world, and it's all sorts of like everything has been like mixed on top of each other. And that's sort of the justification. Okay. So I've seen kind of things about the the battle 
uh, stuff. But really, what's the the between? Like in XCOM, you go back to your base, you build facilities. It's more of an RTS. What's the between battle? This is interesting. It's it is like a path that you follow, kind of like Super Mario style, uh, or, or Super Mario World style. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. But but you're just um, you kind of just go through this path and like you 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 happen upon battles mm -hmm. and then you explore that world in between then you can go back to like a hub area where there are uh, ways to equip your characters upgrade your skill trees uh, like see the museum of, of shit you've collected play multiplayer battles uh, that sort of stuff and I'm assuming that uh, kind of like XCOM you will be able to build bases and things like that oh because, I don't know about well, that well not bases but uh, new buildings as you can see uh, there's like Oh, yeah. Something the, under construction back at Princess Peach's Castle, which is like uh -huh. your home. They they get hub. those buildings just get built as you yeah. play the game. You're not actually doing. Oh, you're not actually okay. doing. You're not doing. You have no choices. management. No, it's no. not okay. an RTS. No, it, it just unlocks as you go. I will say, I beat the first world. Um, the end boss of the first world. I won't spoil it, but you probably already seen it. It's like it, it's a rabbit plus a Mario thing. So it's like an homage, to, or not a Mario thing, a rabbit plus a Nintendo thing. I guess it is. I don't know. Uh, it's a, it's an homage to like an older Nintendo character. Okay. Uh, or not an homage. It's a, it is an old Nintendo character mixed with a rabbit. Um, and it's it was an awesome battle. Great music and like the the boss battles actually have like some depth to them. Like mm -hmm. you're not just shooting a guy a hundred times. Like there are mechanics you need to to execute on, and it's a lot of fun. And then uh, once you beat him, uh, more stuff unlocks. Uh, after you beat the first world, it basically says, hey, there are 10 challenges throughout the, the first world you can go do. Now you've unlocked a power to explore more of the first world. And you can go back and replay all of the missions from the first world or any of the worlds you beat. And get all the, like, each, each, each time you beat a, a fight, there's a, a ranking. If you get a perfect in each one, you get, like, more points and more experience for your skill tree. So also you can retry to try and get stuff. better. Right, you can go back to any at any point after you beat the the the, the the world. There are four worlds. Uh -huh. They take a while. It probably took me four to five hours to beat the first world, and then I have to go back and do everything else in that world. I think my favorite part about this game is the fact that it is made by Ubisoft, but uh -huh. it feels like a Mario game. Uh -huh. Like the um, there's. You know, if you go through a red ring, you have to collect the eight red coins and you'll get something special. I totally know that that's right, you, a thing. Right, you're not a Nintendo person. So, <laughs> for Nintendo people, or if you don't know, if there's usually in Mario games, you walk through a red ring and mm -hmm. eight coins will appear and hard to get two places and you have to get all eight and you get something special before okay. the time runs out. And that mechanic is in here. And it's like, that's such a, like, that's just such a Mario thing in a Ubisoft game and like there's, Original music, but it's also mixed with the Mario music sometimes, and like the game is beautiful. Yep. It's so pretty and handheld and docked mode, and it's just like it's just I, I I didn't think that I would love this game. Like I was playing it in the office yesterday, and I just like whispered "Oh no" to myself, and I was like, "What's wrong?" And I was like, "I love this. Oh, no. I, I'm so mad that I absolutely love this game." That's and it's, great. And yeah. the I've never played XCOM before. Uh -huh. I've never played strategy oh, games. Oh, this apparently might be a good intro. Exactly. To it. Like I didn't know that I would like strategy games, uh -huh. but if this is like baby's first strategy game, hell, I might pick up XCOM because I really love these mechanics, like yeah. the cover and being able to move and see. Oh, well, now it's fifty percent that I'll hit him. Now it's hundred percent that I'll uh -huh. hit him. Like that's fun, and it's also Rabbit Peach takes selfies all the time, and she's cute. <laughs> so one thing that separates this a little bit from XCOM for for those of you who are into XCOM, there's no like in between percentages for hitting people mm -hmm. it's either you you can't see them you can't hit them they're under half cover you have 50% chance to hit them or you, they have no cover between you and them and it's 100% chance okay uh, so it's it's pretty easy to know when you're going to hit someone um, there are for as far as movement goes you can move once you can go or depending on how much you've upgraded your skill tree, you can go ahead and like dash through an enemy and then still move, and that does a little bit of damage to the enemy. You can jump on your teammates and then land on enemies and things like that. And like the order you move your character in is really important because it, it determines like a how far you'll be able to get, but b also like the sort of combos you'll be able to do with your movement abilities along with the the special abilities that they have. Mm -hmm. I think um, the movement is like the most interesting part of this game because mm -hmm. that's what separates it the most from XCOM. Yeah. Like in XCOM, you, you have you can move one space. Uh, and then do an action, or you could move two spaces and Double dash. Move, yeah. uh, but in this one, if you want to move those two spaces and dash, you have to have one of so your he's team jumping right. Yeah, now. you have to yeah. have one of your characters in your range, and you jump off of them, and that gets you an extra space that you can move. Yep. Um, and then you can also, uh, I think we showed it earlier, you can do the uh, the dash move, where you can kind of like Adam just mentioned, uh, select your character. I'm doing it right now go in for an attack and then move somewhere else. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so you can set up all these crazy combos 
um, and especially later when the warp pipes come into play, I love you can the just warp be pipes. like you're so mobile in this game in a way that you totally aren't in XCOM. It's mm -hmm. crazy. Like you can just be bouncing across the map all in one turn, doing damage to like everything, and it's it's really fun to set those combos uh -huh. up. They have you a, also sorry. No, no, go for it. You, you also have. Uh, you have a movement ability, an attack ability, and a skill ability. Mm. So you're able to use all three of those in one turn, whereas oh, like wow. XCOM you would be like you Overwatch and you sh or you shoot. Uh, so you, you can move, you can shoot, and you can use a skill in any order. Mm -hmm. um, skills are, are stuff like you can go into a style, like an Overwatch style, uh, where you're, you're waiting for someone to walk by and then you shoot at them. Oh, gotcha, okay. Um, or, or things like you buff your teammates around you or mm -hmm. heal your teammates around you. Um, and yeah, they're like they're also uh, like the enemies have those abilities too. So you gotta like be careful of that. And sometimes the guns have procs on them. Like when you crit in XCOM, I believe it's just generally a lot of damage. Right. Um, but in this, there are different modifiers that like happen when you crit. Things like honey, where they won't be able to move if you crit, or. Like the fun ones for me are like bounce, where if you hit them, they go flying and they just bounce in, in, in any direction. <laughs> you can bounce them off the map and do like a ton of damage or just one shot them. But if you bounce them, like sometimes you bounce them and they bounce right towards you and they're like, now you're in danger. So it's like, it's like a risk reward thing. But it's fucking fun, dude. It is. And so uh, much fun. when we were talking about the movement, they actually have a level that's not battle. I don't know if there are more because I've only played through, I'm pr almost done with the first world, uh, where it's, uh, it's not kill everybody, it's just get to this certain point. So okay. you just have to strategize to use your, you know, movement abilities, utilize the bouncing with your teammates or the warp pipes and stuff. And like that was just something that's so cool for like, yeah, it's a strategy game, so you have to strategize. But I found that really fun that it wasn't just like kill all enemies. It was like get to this point and survive, whether you kill them or whether you sneak around back. Uh, it's up to you. Also, the different weapons have descriptions on them when you go into the store, and they kind of give you hints on how to unlock them and where they are, mm -hmm. um, which is nice. It's not just like figure it out yourself, right. numb nuts. It's like, we'll give. I mean, it's a Mario <laughs> game, so I guess you know if kids are playing it. So the typically Mario doesn't call anyone numb nuts. So. No, no. Mario. In this game, <coughs> though, like they like there's some some real potty. There is. It is, it is yeah. a very potty humor Mario. game. It's yeah. awesome. also, a little more mature. Beepo is a sarcastic little fuck. I Beepo love is, Beepo is totally so just much. Weebo from Flubber, except white and blue. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, there are also like side side missions, not not necessarily like battles, but you find little. Uh, as you explore the world, you find little like blue cannons that'll take you into an mm -hmm. area where you just gotta collect a bunch of shit, and it's like a mini timed puzzle and things like that. I don't know if there are more things like that, uh, but it's, it's it's a lot of fun to try to go and collect all the treasure and find all those little secret missions and stuff like that. Adam, you said you've beaten the first world? I've beaten the first world, I'm on to the second one. There's some escort mission in the second one that I just beat and I hated it. Okay, all so escort missions suck. After you finish a world, you can go back through the world and you'll find like rabbits sitting at each of the different stages you've played through, and yep. they're challenge modes that'll yep. give you harder to you know, finish. Yeah, they're levels. really, they're very hard. I did the first one, the very easy one, and that was a fucking challenge. Really? I was like, kill 14 people in three turns, and I was like, how the fuck to do this? <laughs> how do you feel the challenge stacks up? I mean, is, is that where most of the meat of trying, uh, it gets hard, or? So, I've only failed a mission one time so far. Mm -hmm. um, it does feel like you have to play your cards right. Um, to sort of not lose your characters, but the thing is, is that like some missions where you just have to get to a point. If one person gets to that point, the whole mission's over. Or if you know two people die and what or get stunned, and one person survives, like you still win the mission. Things mm -hmm. like that. Um, the game does allow you before you even fight to to float around the map to see where all the enemy placements are. Really? Yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Um, and the thing is, they also spawn mid mid fight, so you might not know where they're going to pop up. Um, but additionally. During your turn, when you're moving, uh, unlike in XCOM, you can actually move your 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 cursor around. It's, it's your little robot, mm -hmm. um, and it will tell you like what your percentage chance to hit if you move to that spot is on an enemy. Oh, that's cool. Additionally, you can pull the camera out at any point during your turn and see where people are placed. So if you if you are don't have an idea again of where they have moved to, you can pull out and fly around any, at any time. That's cool. Um, yeah. It's and, XCOM for babies. Yeah, yeah it's great. and by by nature of you know, it being a Mario game, nobody can actually die. Right. So your characters come back at the end of every fight. So you end up playing a little looser than you would an XCOM game. Because, mm -hmm. you know, with XCOM, you're worried about, okay, if I, like, rush in here, this dude is dead forever. Uh -huh. um, but here, you're like, okay, if he dies, he'll come back at the end of the fight. Yeah. And so you, you, you play a little riskier than you would an XCOM. That the does seem like that kind of eliminates part of the need for, like, save scumming or anything like that. It does. There, there are a couple things that make it challenging. In each... 
world are it's broken down into chapters but in chapters you could have multiple fights and if you lose a lot of health in the first fight that carries over to the next mm -hmm. fight okay. so like you can you can start sort of like handicapped um however if i've never done it but if you hit the y button at the beginning of the battle it says easy mode and it will refill your character's health and give them 50 percent more health so if you just want to get through wow. something uh it gives you the ability to do that well, that's kind of cool though that's if you just awesome. want to play yeah. for more of a casual player right oh i thought the easy mode meant it was already on easy mode. That's a button that you have to press. No, yeah, no, you push that button. If you, uh, you've been better than you knew. Yay! I was like, I guess we'll play on easy mode. I don't know where Did to change it. Did you think it was just like judging you? I like, thought it was just like, by the way, oh, bitch, yeah. you're on easy mode. And I was like, okay, I guess. I've been better than I thought I was. Yeah. Good to know. But great game. Uh, the worlds also aren't, they don't stick to a, a singular theme. Uh, they sort of have different environments uh, sprinkled throughout. So the first world is like, uh, normal like green plains and then jungle and things like that. The second world is desert and like uh, ice. I think also food at some point like dessert. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just dessert. Desert is a is a Mario thing. They yeah. always do the dessert world. Yeah. I do have one qualm that Eddie uh, pointed out yesterday that I didn't think that I was like ah it's probably not that bad. But then last night I encountered it. Um, walking around the world when in between battles is sometimes boring and long. It, it is um, a little bit short, but the, the thing is, like, they generally break it up with shit to find. Oh yeah, no, they do, but it's like, uh, you know, the maze in the first world. There's like that yeah, wall yeah, yeah. maze Walls. that yeah. I got so angry by the end of it. I spent why? Because it's just because I I was figuring out the red coin puzzle. And oh, okay. it just took me a while to figure it out, and there was like nothing going on. And it was just like a big green block, and I was just like, "This is so boring and annoying." Yeah, they I just want to fight they something. They could afford to make you, let you move a little faster in yes. the open world. I, but I kept trying to press B to run yeah. or something, and just get through it. But that's out of a whole game mm -hmm. that I, I bought and have been playing for hours. That's my one qualm. That's so. not. That, I mean, it's a valid one because that's something you spend a lot of time doing, exactly. for sure, but yeah, no, I mean, if that's the, the worst thing you got to say about it, it sounds pretty positive. Exactly. Yeah, it's also pretty annoying when you're walking around in the world. It, Here it goes, the early now part we're of getting the, the negativity. <laughs> yeah, in let the, it out. In the early part, I mean, I've only played an hour or two, um, but in that first world, there's a lot of like shit you can find, and you'll click on it, and it's like, oh, you, you can't interact with this yet. So clearly, you're supposed to come back at yeah. a later mm -hmm. point, and, which is fine, but it's just, a little obnoxious that like you're going through this first time and you're like, oh, that looks cool. I want to go over there. Uh, it's like, no, you can't do that yet. That's I like that. That's Metroidvania style. That's where it's very like, normal. Yeah. You, you need to get this new power to unlock it. Uh, it's like a teaser trailer for yeah. the future of the game. And yeah. you sort of you sort of make a little note in your head or in on paper. And that's fine, but there's like so much of that. Like there is, is there. Okay. But there but is it also lot, but, but like, also like when you when you go back to clear a world, it'll tell you you found six out of ten collectibles. You found one wait, out of two what? cannons. Yeah, there's. That's cool. It's great. And you can you can uh, specifically like like teleport to certain parts of the air, like of the the world so you don't have to walk through the whole thing. So that's cool. All right, sounds All right. like positive overall. Yeah, I'll, I'll be checking it out on the plane if I can stop playing or the chosen. We'll see. Uh, well, uh, as uh, the last thing here, just is kind of on the heels of Mario plus rabbits. Uh, we're gonna see if any of you guys got a crazy pitch for another chocolate and peanut butter kind of mix over, since no one really thought this one was gonna work. Shut the fuck up, Hayward. So, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Ubisoft and Square Enix yeah. already did it for me. They they, all they right. announced... Innovate, come on. Okay, all right. Other than Assassin's Creed and Final Fantasy XV, which they did and I cannot wait for. Wait, what? Yeah. they. That's what I'm saying. Final Fantasy XV has a an Assassin's Creed... Like kind of like the Moogle Chocobo Festival. It's the Assassin's Creed Festival, and they're wearing Bayek's actual outfit, and Cindy has a mission for them. What? And it's been planned since the very beginning, apparently. If you look, like in one of the original cutscenes in Final Fantasy, a man is holding a newspaper, and there's an assassin symbol on it. It's been planned since like forever, this crossover. And bizarre. So it's very bizarre. It's, uh, and Noctis gets a hidden blade. And oh everything. my God. Like I'm really excited for it. These so, are two of my favorite franchises crossing over and everybody in their assassin's outfits look really cool and I'm very excited. That's the thing about crossovers and I thought the same thing about Mario and Rabbids. I always mm -hmm. think when you, on, upon first impression it's like a cheap cash grab. Here's two names that people like, let's put them together and people will pay for it. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that generally, but it like totally works in Mario and Rabbids. Does it work in any other, has there been any other crossovers that work really well? Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts is a movie crossover though. But I mean, it's it's two franchises yeah. coming together, and that's that's what I was gonna say for my crossover. I would like to see a Kingdom Hearts esque 
game with uh, like Kingdom Hearts also kind of feels like it kind of feels like it's just a Disney game, but Sora is added to it. Well, that's I think the the thing is it's it's Sora and his friends and his own story yeah. and the Disney World because of traveling with the gummy ship. There it is. There's the Assassin's Festival. So bizarre. I'm so that excited about it. Very bizarre. I'm, so bizarre. And, and then I, oh, yeah, that I, I walk no crowds sense. like this. I hope so. <laughs> I mean, so I was I was talking to some of the. Uh, UB guys, and they said that there's like Cindy has a mission for them. There's a story. There's a reason that all of this is happening. And damn, my favorite part. Wow. They look so great. They look so silly. And then there's his end blade. Ah. Noctis just murders people. Pretty much. I mean, he always murders. That's people. awesome. It's. I'm so excited. Like. I, I like seeing him pull him into the hay. That's that's dope. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, but uh, having these original Square Enix characters for Final Fantasy or for Kingdom Hearts, and then having them with the gummy ship. Travel through worlds, and you know they they intermix this original story with the hearts of the princesses. So it's like it it does seem kind of like yeah, it's a Disney game with these random characters in it. But the way that but the the thing is, is it is not to establish franchise. It's not to establish franchise. It is true. Well, Disney is an Final Fantasy and. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah Disney right, as right. a whole. That's true because like. they, right. they do have Final Fantasy right. characters in it. You fight Sephiroth. Cloud right. is in there. You're totally right. Um, so I like Kingdom Hearts. I would like to see. Are there are there other crossovers though that, that work? I mean, uh, not Marvel counting like not counting Capcom? like Disney. Oh. Oh. Marvel vs. Capcom. That works. Yeah. I would like to see a Marvel something because like people keep saying, oh, there's probably yeah. going to be a Marvel world in Kingdom Hearts, but I don't know if that's going to happen. But I'd like to see another. Like an original story with Marvel characters, kind of like Kingdom Hearts. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of what, what I'd I'm like to see. Finding for crossover games are all fighting games. Street Fighter, yeah. X, yeah. Tekken. Yep. I mean, because it's the easy uh, thing to do. Well, that's yeah. what you always want to know: uh, which group of characters could beat up the other group of characters. Right. It's true. That's why I want uh, Star Wars versus Star Trek. Finally, settle it. Let's. I mean, obviously, Star Wars would win. I mean, that's the. the Who great in debate. Star Trek is good? I just talk about ship battles. Usually, it's like uh, the Enterprise will blow Does up. Does the Enterprise Star, shoot uh, stuff? It shoots lots of stuff. Oh. Does the like, Enterprise shoot stuff? I guess you really don't watch Star Trek. <laughs> no. You, can, you can't even. I've never seen an episode. No, okay. They, they fly <laughs> a nothing wrong with that. Where nothing happens. Uh, I didn't. I mean, <laughs> don't they explore stuff? I don't know. Is yeah, that the whole point? you got to shoot stuff when you're exploring. Right, why? I don't know. Do you want to mess up the final frontier? That's all I know about Star Trek. That's it's you full played, of angry. You played things. Star Trek Bridge Crew. I saw you in the line. You did. Oh, did I shoot stuff? Probably. I was the I think engineer, we're discovering so. that the problem is not that she doesn't know Star Trek, it's that she doesn't have long-term memory. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot what I had for breakfast. Oh, there's my breakfast. <laughs> Doggies. <laughs> uh, what, what about you? You want any crossovers to happen? That's you said, what, that's that's what, what said Star Wars. Yeah. I want to finally settle it. I want to see what what the Star Destroyer can do against what the... Do you, what do you, well, who do you side with in that, in that? Star Wars. You really are lobbying hard for Star Wars. Star Wars. I mean, Star Wars has got the yeah. Jedi. I am way more into Star Wars than Star Trek. But yeah, in a similar vein as Star Trek, um, my crossover. I wrote this down because I was so excited about it. Um, Hitman cross Mass Effect. Uh, so what? Agent Forty Seven <laughs> mysteriously finds himself on the Citadel and must use his newfound biotic powers to eliminate his targets in increasingly ridiculous ways. So they, he has a pitch. They just like oh, yeah. un I was so stoked. It's, about it, they just uncork him. And it's like, oh look what we found in the back. It's this bald guy. I think Agent 47 causing chaos in the Mass Effect universe would be the best game ever created. Oh, I mean, hey, they're looking for ideas. Andromeda went... I mean, Droop. and uh, Hitman is technically an independent IP now. So will Hitman kill Sarah Ryder? That that would be the best opening. <laughs> <laughs> just both the Ryder twins. Just pew, pew. But yeah, I think... And then give him, like, the biotic powers, and then he can, like, knock a chandelier off with the psychic I'm, I'm into that, that idea. I take it back. I want to see Overwatch mixed with a dating sim. I want to see Overwatch oh, mixed God. with an MMO <laughs> where it's like Overwatch, but an MMO. How? That sounds awesome. <laughs> Adam's like, just make Overwatch an MMO. What? What does that mean? How does that work? I'm making what do they a do? joke because that's what Overwatch was intended to be. That's what Titan was. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? I don't remember that. I don't have a yeah. long-term memory either. Oh. Yeah. Mika, yeah. just so you know, there is an Overwatch dating scene. Oh, I know. I played both of them. Okay, but they're short, the and I want like a full-fledged, legitimate one. Also, the only crossover I'm finding that's not a fighting game uh, is Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright, which combined two of those series yeah. for... So amazing. Yeah, apparently it was really, really good. There are other crossovers that aren't fighting games. There's like that Project X Zone. It's like a... It's like an XCOM-like strategy game. But Rayman like and Rabbids. Anime oh, right, right, right. People. Um, 
do you guys remember back in the day, uh, TV shows used to do crossovers like that too. Like I remember Disney Channel did that a lot back in the good days of ancient Disney Channel. It was like, that's so Raven's sweet life of Zack and Cody and Hannah Montana would all be in one episode together. I, do you know what my favorite TV crossover was? What? It was Cops and X-Files. What? They did and a it, crossover? And it was, oh, so oh, it was like, it was like <coughs> shot like it was cops, but it was like a sci-fi <coughs> happening thing that happened. I can't That's remember what, what exactly happened, but I remember watching it and being like, this is scary as fuck. But I was like five, so. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing. Uh, so something, the yesterday Nintendo dropped that all those indie announcements for those indie games. And Peyton, you and I were talking about something interesting with the uh, No More Heroes game. Where you you saw something in that trailer? So the No More Heroes trailer came out, um, and it, the trailer doesn't really show it. But I mean, in the trailer, he's playing Hotline Miami, hmm. and I guess I didn't watch the announcement. I just watched the trailer itself. But I guess after the announcement, they said that uh, this game was going to be a crossover with No More Heroes and like six different indie games. Hotline Miami was the only one they announced, but. So it's unsure, but people are speculating that it's either going to be, you're going to play like a level of Hotline Miami as Travis Touchdown, the No More Heroes guy, or it's going to be No More Heroes, like a traditional third-person action game with like a Hotline Miami theme. Hmm. Um, but both of those sound cool, and so people have been speculating other games that might be appearing, like people are saying that Undertale would be a good fit. Um, Stardew Valley. Travis Touchdown just murders everyone in Undertale. He just he goes through town killing everyone. Yes, hmm. in Stardew Valley. In Stardew Valley, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I think that sounds like a really novel and interesting idea is to just like jump through all these indie games. All right. Well, those are all horrible ideas. So. Lovely. Uh, thank you for joining us for Glitch, please. We'll be back uh, next week with another episode. We're talking about Destiny. We're talking about yeah, Destiny. Buddy. I might if, be uh, here or not. I don't know. He might be. You might be too. I might be just playing. Probably Destiny. playing Destiny. Yeah. You know. Uh, if you're first member, we'll be doing a uh, after show. Go check us out there. What's it called again? We make this New, new Game Plus. Plus. New Game Plus is what it's called. We make New Game Plus. It's first only. Go watch that too. Thanks for watching. Like, subscribe, all that stuff, or don't.